What's going on, everybody? Welcome to this new episode of Brain vs. the Universe. Of course, um, thank you guys for listening in. Thank you guys for being along with us, going along this journey with us. Um, of course, go ahead and like and subscribe. Um, we're going to have our YouTube channel. It's going to be listed in our details as well. So we do have that for all of our live footage, um, as well as go ahead and leave some comments down there uh, if you haven't have any thoughts about some of the topics that we went over today, um, as well as... Um, if you have any um, conversational pieces that you think we should go over, um, as well as um, thank you guys, of course, for always listening in. I'm going to drop it to this episode in two seconds. Um, but outside of that, thank you guys for being a part of this. Um, thank you guys for being a part of the community that we're creating. Um, and we'll drop in in one, two, three. Peace. Alright, what's going on? Welcome to Brain versus the Universe. Yeah. And this guy just will not let this die, but I got something for you, though. Alright, well look, we're going to do it like this. I'm mm. going to have you tell the story. Yes. Uh, I'm going to respond. Okay. And then we're going to let Cole be the, the, the end judge. judge. Okay. Okay. Okay, we're going to have okay. a debate, you and I. Mm. Alright. Mm. <laughs> let it rip, Rick, Victor. Alright, man, so... I'm me Huckleberry. The story that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the story that came out was Usher decided that he was going to throw Usher dollars at a strip club. Now it's a lot of money. Clarify what Usher dollars yes. means. So Usher dollars is he basically decided he was going to put his face on fake dollar bills and mm-hmm. throw them at strippers. Okay. At this strip club. All right. So the debate is, he thinks that this is okay. So this is Ty's point of view, that this is an okay thing. Correct? First of all, it's more than okay. Mm. These strippers had the nerve, the temerity, the gall. (laughs) To criticize Usher for throwing dollars with his face on him. Do you know who that man is? Okay? Yes. Do you know he made Burn, Confessions Part 2, Yeah? White folks still love Yeah (laughs) to this day. (laughs) Usher is an all-time R&B great. They should be thankful. He decided to stop by this establishment. If I was the owner of that establishment, I'd be like, I need y'all to shut the fuck up because that's Usher. We'll take an L right here to take a W later. That's fucking Usher. You don't have enough respect. (laughs) (laughs) Look at me like I'm crazy. So what I didn't tell Ty is that also Usher decided that he was going to wear two things. He had a suitcase made out of money. And he also decided to have a bucket house, a bucket hat made out of money. Real money? And he wore that too. The strip club. Like yes, real money? real money. Well, fucking, he made the money? No. You can't just decide he to do that shit. He made the money. And you don't actually fucking it's his spend money. it. How do you go to a strip club and spend Usher dollars? Bro. Usher dollars, man. Bro. If and I was, no. If, if I was Usher. I will not call Usher no doggone R&B guy like you just called him a second ago. Doggone. No. <laughs> <laughs> you mean goddamn? I, I will not <laughs> Listen. call that man. Usher is an all-time R&B great. He's a great. You remind me. 
I mean, the you can run down my boo. You can run down the hits all day long. Usher got hits on top of hits on top of hits. He did cross over. He crossed over. Listen, no, no, don't listen, get mad at him. This man, no, this don't get mad at him. No, no, okay, I got a, qu- I got a, qu- I got a question. Okay, right, fair enough. At your gym, how often do you hear "Yeah"? At least, at least twice a week. Maybe, probably more like three or four times a week. All right. I remember I'm, you dude, that was our warm up song for my little league baseball team. <laughs> right? So I have to be like objective <laughs> oh, here. God. I mean I what my no, choice. No, 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 no. I, to- I know, I know, I know, I know. I know. You've got better taste than that. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> there is no right to this. There is yes. no way he yes. should be able to do this. No way. No way. No way he should. Okay, be I got a, no. I got one question because oh this is important. God. I can't oh. be the only one thinking this. Same girl. Did he I replace? Mean. So let's say he throws his personable, you know, custom money at someone mm-hmm. at a stripper in this case. Yes. Does he go back and replace that with real money later? He did not. Okay. All right. That is important because it's useless. And yes, <laughs> but you see, now listen, listen. Okay, my point would be, how are they going to make money with the useless money? I know. Guys, it's not like they only performed for Usher that day. Mm. And it's not like Usher did not. We live in an attention economy. Usher coming to your building means other people are going to show up just because he's there. They're going to bring real money. His very presence. If Usher wanted to come, if we open a restaurant and Usher was like, oh, my God, I love crawfish. I'd be like, nigga, eat as much crawfish as you want. Yes. Wouldn't you? He's, he's comped. Right. Yes, absolutely. It's not a perfect analogy because we're talking about a stripper, a strip club to a restaurant. But Okay, let's go to However, the restaurant. However, my analogy still stands. But let's go to the restaurant. So if he decided to just pay in Usher dollars, still good. If the original agreement... Right, if he came for normal service mm-hmm. in which, you know, uh he sat down at a table, we were serving him like a normal patron. Like zero expectation that he's supposed to be there. He's right. a random guy came off the street. And then my waitress came in the back and went, This is what we have? Yeah. I'd go, We're just gonna have to take the sale, honey. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I, okay, Sorry. so let me let me we're clarify this sale. real quick. No. I would have given him the crawfish anyway. If we're talking about it from a uh, like an ontological spectrum, mm-hmm. everyone's equal in this analogy. The problem is, and here is the big problem, especially where was this at? What city was this in? It had to have uh, been Atlanta. 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 Okay, so Atlanta, Vegas, L.A. Equality is like a it's like a double edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. If you are a VIP, we, we're in L.A. right now. Mm-hmm. If yes. you're a VIP in L.A., yeah, so. Right. I recently got a job at a pretty nice hotel in Beverly Hills. And I was told under no uncertain words that you're essentially comping people yeah. that can really afford it because they guarantee ebb and flow that is, that is, you know, there's an eclectic sort of aspect to it. And they don't not pay anything, but there are aspects of, you know, I, I imagine there's some arrangement. I would have to know, does the strip club, what kind of deal do they have with Usher? More than likely, he told them that he was bringing that money. Just couldn't imagine any other uh, circumstance where that wasn't the case. Yeah, where you I mean, I get, I get for like a TMZ article, it's it's better to to I mean, like this is it's better. There's a number of stars that go through a strip club, so and I could not, say that this may not 
this may have not been an arranged thing. But right, they don't go to any strip club. You know, that's true. I mean, that's just there's like two. They don't well, go to anything. They don't go to anything. Just period. Shout just, out to yeah. Lemon Pepper Lou. That's pretty much that type of thing. The prime yeah. place in Atlanta yeah. to go to as far as strip clubs. Regardless, again, how it just went. Damn, I would like for him to pay. Sure, that would have been great. I want to make money. I want everybody to make as much money as they possibly can. However, again, I would go like if Usher asked me to train him for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course you. I train that nigga for free. <laughs> right, that's easy. In exchange for some Instagram posts. Yeah, that's all. That, that's that's all I'm gonna need. Bro. Marketing, right? That's there. all I'm gonna need. A few posts. You'll be at a hundred thousand in no that time. That will change. <laughs> it will change every. And let's also be honest. Um, he probably want. He he would probably prefer pay you than that because that is a. Yeah. Uh, then you're doing an well, endorsement. I, of, that's an old time like you. Once you have that baseline, you got it forever. Right. Yeah. And and at this point, I would have to pay him way more yeah. to get on his Instagram. Yes. Than he would pay me for training. Right. And I show. I I got a lot of. I got two degrees, man. I charge a lot. Right. I charge a lot. Yes. Yes, the sports trainers, I imagine, works the same way. I'm an official trainer for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Like, that sounds really fucking uh, good, doesn't it? Uh, I'm a trainer for the me, Los man. Angeles Lakers. You know, you're yeah. out there doing uh, stretches with Anthony Davis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get those big, long two poles. You know, stretch, <laughs> stretch the shoulders so out. You're trying to set me off, okay? You know that, all that dumb shit to me. I don't think a lot of uh, trainers at the elite level really know what they're doing. Mm. If anyone's ever seen Burn After Eating, it's the scene where Brad Pitt's trying to stretch out the man's ass muscles at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and then, like, Brad Pitt's pushing, he's pushing, he's pushing, and then you hear pop! And he's like, oh, my ass! <laughs> well, that was supposed to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what's supposed to happen. That was, that's what I was... I thought, no, that was, that's what you're supposed to feel. A <laughs> little aside real quick. I thought that was a complete, like, uh, just parody of Jim's. And yeah. then you said, yeah. no, there's an element of that, too. Yeah, yeah. you pointed that scene out to me. Uh, or I think you showed it to me. I think uh, I showed it to you. Yeah, you yeah. showed it to me. And you were like, God, that probably pisses you off. Like, that stereotype about personal trainers. And I went... I wish I could be mad about it. <laughs> it's kind of real. I didn't heard a lot of people oh, explain man. some stuff out of there. I'm like, this motherfucker don't know what he's talking about. Part of me feels like you need people like that to make the world go round, though. Like yes. the dude in the Big Lebowski. Uh-huh. He's not up there today, but he's usually up there, and he's usually just, you know, hanging around. He's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. The dude abides, yeah. as they say. Yeah. Right? Amen. I feel like that's that's the job of the Brad Pitt trainer. Mm-hmm. He abides. Yeah. Yeah. And pops asses. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> that's what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Is your ass is supposed to pop. So there has to be someone that's like pretentious with a bunch of fake money that generates storylines. Because we're talking about it, right? Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying like, again. I'm like, with you. Like it, if it's me personally, I don't do it. If, right, I'm if a, I was Usher, I wouldn't do right, that. Yes. I wouldn't do that. If I was, I can't even like, I can't say if I was Usher, I wouldn't do that because it's just, it's laughable. If I say yeah. it, right? It just yeah. if I if I was, uh, <laughs> I'll say that. I'll say it. I'm gonna say it. No, no, no. If I was, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, or I'll say if I was in that position, right? I yes. should say as myself. Mm-hmm. If I could sing incredibly well and dance fairly well, there we go. <laughs> I almost made it's an not analogy. As good as Chris Brown. But, <laughs> I almost you know. made an analogy. What would it be like if one of these Wall Street guys went in there with fake money 
Then I went, oh, God, they'd roast their white asses. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't make it very far. They would have got kicked out very quickly. I'm totally joking around. <laughs> Wall Street guys aren't nearly as cool as Usher. I'm actually a fan of Usher, so I'm, I'm, it's, a, it's kind of a more secretive, uh, I suppose. See? But I grew up with it. I grew up with it, see? Everybody grew and, up with and Usher. Listen, I haven't, heard of, I haven't bought a new album of his in, in, in a long time. A decade. I know. Right. So, I know. I so, I, I, if you're telling me his Still music fell off, the, uh, fell off the flat earth, mm-hmm. then uh, sure. All I, right. I, have, now, I don't have an opinion on that. All right. So, uh, you, you want to debate this R&B God uh, thing? Because I got Usher as an R&B God. Not the God. This is a polytheistic. Uh, uh, I could take an all-time great. I can't take an R&B God. All right. I can take well, an all-time great. Mm-hmm. But, oh, go ahead. What were you about to say? Hellenistic. Mm, okay. Hellenistic means there's one supreme yeah. God, yeah. but there's still a bunch of smaller ones. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, Hellenistic. Who's the God? And then the other smaller ones beneath. Who's the God of R&B? God of R&B. I don't know. Can we go? I don't know. I think it's a very hard question to answer. Yeah, because it's not. If you go pure talent, you can maybe name guy like Maxwell. You can maybe name a guy like uh, yeah Marvin Gaye. If you go Marvin Gaye, may, actually Marvin Gaye may be the one for me. <laughs> Marvin Gaye. He may be the one for me. The God of R&B. Yeah. I might have to make my same argument that I have to make against Pac and Big because it was too short of a career. Too short. Compared to some of these other guys where, like, these modern-day uh, R&B guys, these guys have 10 well, great yeah. albums. Well, yeah, yeah but, okay, ah. I, let's say some – let me defend Marvin Gaye because that's another guy I like a lot, mm-hmm. and I do know his music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mercy, mercy me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he changed the game, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when someone comes around and plays the guitar a certain way and they add a string to it or something, mm-hmm. that's what he did to that genre of mm-hmm. music to a large degree. I would or to use an analogy to describe Marvin Gaye to maybe a modern day hip hop fan, I would say uh Marvin Gaye was to Michael Jackson mm-hmm. what Kendrick is to Drake now. One's infinitely more popular, but this other guy is just different. The talk right. is different. It touches soul in a different kind of way. Okay. To more of it. Still, now. let me add one more criteria. Mm-hmm. It's the what did you have to work with during the time in which you came up in? Mm-hmm. So that I can imagine a being a in. being a you know a black man mm-hmm. in, in what era? That yes. always had to be. Uh, God, it's difficult to get your name to and record and your record out. You know, back then you had to have someone come and sign for you. Yeah, right. You and, yeah. I, it's crazy, I, right? I even want to uh, put some. Yeah, I even want to put it. more respect on Marvin Gaye's name because I don't. I don't want to. Dock him points because his run was short because he was murdered Which, by his father. Yeah. That's not his fault at all. Um, but uh, it's like who's, but yeah, smart, if, who's smarter, if, Newton or Einstein? Einstein had telescopes and mm-hmm. he had uh, hadron colliders. He had all this stuff. Newton had an apple in a tree. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's all I'm saying. I don't yeah. know if you can evaluate the talent in a vacuum, but you could say if I just gave. I don't know. Hip hop depends a lot on. You'd agree with this. Certain beats and rhythms, absolutely, and, yeah. and, and area, regional sounds. Yes. And if those things don't exist yet, mm. are we confident you find those in a different life? Right. Yeah. yeah. Marvin Gaye, 
We could say a lot about Marvin Gaye. He found it. Yeah. Marvin and Gaye there wasn't much to look for, you no. know? Yeah, Marvin Gaye is one of them guys who, like, Just we talk about with Kareem, Tim Duncan, Kobe, Mike. Everything. If if It was it, like when they gave a black man a saxophone. It was never the yeah, same. Yeah, again, man. Oh, oh, when they had him do the national anthem? Oh, oh man. my God. Yeah, yeah. Marvin Gaye, you could have put him in the 90s, the in 2000s. The soul, anywhere, and he would have killed. Would've... Listen, you play Marvin Gaye at a funeral. He's oh, so good, all right? I think, we've, I think we've made a case for Marvin Gaye being the god of R&B, guys. Well, there's some other people to consider, but I think he's he's, he's, part, he's that he's he's one of the patriarchs for sure. Yeah. We are skewing further towards older acts, though. It yeah, seems I think that's interesting. I would go like we're all 28. Teddy, um, Smokey Robinson. Um, what else? Who else is in that time? I feel like we got to put some respect on the '90s, though. Yeah, I feel like that. I'm sure. I, I do have a prejudice against a current thing sometimes because the chances that the best and most talented person exists in the second in which I'm breathing it in their prime, mm-hmm. it's low. Yeah. yeah. Historically speaking, it just rare. doesn't work that way. It's why we support Tom Brady around here. Yeah. Right. Tom is an example of this. Shit. Are you serious? <laughs> this is great. I'm going to watch every second. Tiger Woods when Tiger was doing his thing. Uh, Roger Federer, yeah, Serena yeah, Williams. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're out there. Floyd Mayweather uh, Jr. Oh, mm-hmm. you better preach. Yep. But... Then there's a lot of guys like Canelo Alvarez, who's extremely talented. Mm-hmm. But He's I'm just up. not convinced that if he came up in the same era as Cesar Chavez or or uh, even another non-Mexican fighter but south of the border, I mean, coming from just really difficult. There was yeah. no Oscar De La Hoya at that time yeah. as a promote promoter that was, can just yeah. kind of right. like Somebody once you get once you land blood. that. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, had you had to pay in blood is the way it worked. Yeah, Sugar Ray Robinson. Is greater than Floyd Mayweather Jr. simply because Sugar Ray Robinson didn't have rights. Right. Yeah. And he fought four or five fights a night, knocking people across the ring and shit. They weren't even crazy. There's stories about them not even hydrating him correctly before before the next fight. Like the scene in Gladiator where he puts a hole in his side, you know, the the Caesar wounds Mm -hmm. Maximus, Decimus Meridius, and Maximus would otherwise kill him in two seconds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They did that to him, just, and he won 100 fights in a row. Jeez. In a period of a few years, Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. No trainer, no tra- no back. modern trainers, no no, no, no sports science. Nope. Yeah, I was watching. Uh, I found a documentary about Jack Johnson, the first black heavyweight champion. But from Floyd Galveston, might be better. Texas. Mm-hmm. Is my point. He might be better. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and this guy, it was the same thing. This was in the twenties or the tens mm. uh, in Galveston, Texas, which is near where we're from. And same thing. Three, four, five fights a night. And this motherfucker was crazy enough to go, uh, that white girl right there is going home with me. <laughs> I see, he, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, if you and look then back. he knocked out four white guys, and then he went home with him. Right. <laughs> he it's married a, di- a white woman in the 20s. It's Damn. a different mentality. Roberto, Roberto Duran put a dude in a coma. I'm scared yeah. to do that now. Put a dude in a coma. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, do you want to send any condolences to his family, thoughts and prayers? If he does, he does. Next that time, of- <laughs> next time I'll kill him. Yeah. Yep. That's what <laughs> that he said. The next thing. <laughs> yeah, and he said it, obviously, like, he, he said it in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And then the translator looked into the camera. Like, you want me to say that? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, uh, I don't think I should say that. Nah. <laughs> sure got translator it. was trying to save his ass. Like, uh, cut the end of it. He's, he's from a different part of, you know. Yeah. They got different ideas where he's from. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, I think we're in a... All right. Marvin Gaye is the god of R&B, mm-hmm. says the Brain versus Universe podcast. I'm glad we worked this out. Mm. Yeah. 
I think I still think there's more. There's a lot of work to be done on the the. Other I think tiers. we should do. I think we should do instead of best artists of all time because we've talked about this. Mm-hmm. Let's pick uh, genres and topics. Mm. You know, okay. uh, I would argue that. Uh, well, I won't give you names, but there's say there's uh, R and B and there's mm-hmm. folk. That's definitely a mm-hmm. was a big thing at a, uh, yeah. a point in time. It still has elements like a lot of modern music is just a blending of all these concepts. Right, yeah. right. And I actually prefer sometimes the purest sense of like when I'm in a different mood, I don't want a blending of the concepts. Right, sometimes those subgenres. I, yeah, that's kind of what pop is to me. Is right. it, it just takes it takes all the the a nasty, thing. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the cleverness goes out with right, it. right. Yeah. All the all the little dirty bits mm-hmm. in the music. In country music and in rap music, and you just polish all that off, and you just give me this weird amalgamation of these different right, uh, yeah. hit records that I've heard before, and you rap during it, but it sounds like all this other. It sounds like Katy Perry song I heard before. No, I was yeah. about to say and it's I, a rap song. Like I don't want yeah. to. I don't, don't want to hear that shit. You're describing. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not going to give any names, but you're describing some, some pop stars who get those guys on their album. Uh, Katy Perry, the other yeah. way around, right? Those gets yeah, Juicy yeah. J yeah. and and I was going to use for example. Oh, Katy Perry's a good one. She was a Christian singer initially. Yeah. Believe that? I didn't know that. Yeah, really? she was. A, she was a she Christian yeah. singer. She just. You remember that weird performance she had with Migos? Uh huh. Weird old shit she was on. Taylor Swift was a country Taylor singer. Taylor Swift was another one that did it. Right, but, straight but, up country singer. Yep. First single was Tim McGraw was the name right. of the yep. song. But <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing is is she she polished off all the dirt off the country music. Yep. And presented this pop version of it, which is and to her credit, she found it's very a specific audience too. It's did, very yeah. successful. I think it's digestible for a large audience. Mm-hmm. But it, I like the specificity. Oh, absolutely! You're an artist. I want to hear like I know that might be a dig to some people, but well, yeah, it's no, like my it's my truthful. playlists on hip hop mm-hmm. are very are quite specific. I, I I go into a certain mood of I want to hear. Um, 2000s uh, Texas rap. Mm-hmm. Right now, I want to hear 2000s Atlanta rap. Now, I want to hear 2010s California rap. Mm-hmm. Or I want to hear uh, uh, battle rap. And that's what I listen to for however long I'm listening. Right. Yeah. It's very specific. I don't, and I don't like the blending of. Right. Uh, it usually don't doesn't get me wrong. Work. If you have, let's, let's, okay, to be fair to some, some bands that pulled this off and other artists. U2 is a good example for me. They had The Edge, though. The Edge is a... Him and Bono are both geniuses. Mm-hmm. But they have completely different sensibilities in music, so they're able to bring these two worlds together. And you can get a popular rock version that sounds a lot like... has some Marvin Gaye in it sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, it has a... It's a little different. Yeah. I think also these guys are not coming from an American context, so they're not yeah. as... It's not as convoluted. Like in America, we have a lot of ego here, so it's like, Very what are you trying right. to say? Yeah. Right. What's your story yeah. you're yeah. trying yeah. to tell? Yeah. We want to nail it down. Like This is why Bob Dylan, he's like my favorite of all time. The dude would have been, like he's a big star, but the dude had a chance to be a truly like single-solo rock star, mm-hmm. like what John Lennon was yeah. when he left the Beatles type thing. Bob Dylan had that sort of pool, uh, but he hated, the, he hated that fucking game. Yeah. His stuff is extremely specific, but he would cross over kind of like, you know, I wouldn't compare Bono to Bob Dylan, but the way that the music kind of speaks to certain, you know, you uh, uh, two, a lot of their music's about Sunday, Bloody Sunday, their first album. And that's all about, you know, their brothers being blown up by grenades mm-hmm. in Northern Ireland. You know, it's coming from a place that's very specific. And then 
when they come to America, they really fall in love with New York. And mm. they did uh, the Gangs of New York movie with Martin Scorsese. They did the album for that yeah. movie. And their single, uh, The Hands That Built America, I love. And it's like a, it's one of the best songs I've heard yeah. that, that tells the American story, and it's by a Brit. It's funny you <laughs> saying that, because uh, that's... Uh, I don't think I ever listened to Triple X with you, and I meant to. And that's a song. It's Kendrick Lamar featuring you two. Did you ever hear it? Uh, n- n- actually, yes, because you, you, you pointed it out at one point yeah. in time, and I went back and listened to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's the whole second half of the... Really, the whole song mm-hmm. is about is about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um like the first bars in the second verse, uh, Hail Mary, Jesus, and Joseph, the grand American flag been wrapped and dragged with explosives. That's mm, the yes. first. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, Kendrick, <laughs> no, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the talk is different. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, speech yeah. is different. And Bono came and blessed with the vocals. He didn't have that, uh, uh, that long of a section on right. the song. Mm-hmm. But it was fucking great. When I saw that that pairing, I went, huh? Right. <laughs> huh? The only time Bono and The See, Edge swung and missed for me was when they did the, uh, I actually like some of the music, but going into the Broadway world is is like, mm-hmm. it's it's sometimes the death of you as like a artist that's never touched that before. Yeah. yeah. So they did the, uh, they wrote the music for Spider-Man when it was there. Ooh, you okay. know that play that killed a bunch of actors? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, but it was it was it, I, there's songs out of that that I listen to. A download's pretty good, mm-hmm. and I'm sure the production was fine when it was on. Damn. But I know how the theater crowd is, right? <laughs> I, they they are like sweet as all get out to each other, mm-hmm. but boy, they hate and they That's don't admit this. But there's a there's a dis, disdain for that other side. Yeah, like yeah. and I get it. If you're Viola Davis or Denzel Washington or one of these guys, they they go okay. Come on over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're Daniel Day-Lewis. Right, we respect you. Yeah. Because you come from that. No, no, no. You, you're, you were birthed in that world. Yeah. That's yeah. where you're from. You didn't come from Hollywood to there. Yeah. If you're Viola Davis, you went to Juilliard. Right? And one of your first roles was act, acting opposite side of Meryl Streep mm-hmm. in Doubt with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, man. One of the greatest plays ever written, too. The talk was different from the beginning. <laughs> so when she goes back, she's coming home. But when Bono and The Edge go over there, <laughs> it's like, oh, no. <laughs> no. And so even if it was decent, which I think Spider-Man probably was, it was just canned by the critics. Yeah. In favor of, you know, the Adams family. And uh, we did see the Adams Jesus, family. We? we actually that did. Was the Funny enough story. And this is somebody that I love theater. So it's, it's not coming from, it's, it's totally not coming from a negative place, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, all right, folks. Uh... So, I guess the final verdict. Well, I got to ask the question is so you say nay is is he a small god with like a small case g? If there's a if there's a a divine council of 10 gods, is he one of them? Divine council of 10. Mhm. Is he in the top 10? I might have to give him number 10 on the top 10. I, I might have to Oh, he's in there though. He's at, he's got I a seat at the table. A, I might have to give him one at you the know? table. I might have to give him one at the table. Well, I mean, if he's given you the uh, uh, what are, the, the 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 thesis of this argument was, he was saying no, and you were saying yes. You've come around to say he's got a seat at the table. I guess the question would be to make the conclusion slightly different. Where is he at on the say? He's is he like uh, is he on this end of the god list where he's almost almost the god? No, I I think Usher might be like. 
in my mind, I'm I'm trying to go through a Rolodex of artists in my head, and I think I would have to put Usher around like somewhere in my top eight, mm. maybe six or seven. I could put him at maybe. Right. So he's the water boy for like the Archangel Michael, right? Yes, which a lot of people would take as disrespect, but Archangel Michael is, you know. Pretty, uh, strong. You're the fifth most powerful being <laughs> right, right. in all of existence. Right. Yes. It's like when they when they point out that uh, Kobe was just a lesser Michael Jordan, so the best player uh, of his era also. Right. They use that as an argument for LeBron over Kobe, too. Mm. They go, well, Kobe was just trying to be Mike, and uh, LeBron was a different player, so therefore LeBron's greater than Kobe. And it's, Slightly it's, lesser Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. Right. On my list. Yeah. I got Kobe ahead of LeBron yes. still. Yeah, LeBron's in my top five, but I, I, the best basketball I player I ever watched play, personally, was Kobe. Mm-hmm. Kobe. Yes, the yeah. talk was different. From no the doubt, beginning. no. It's different. All right, folks. All right. So, but yeah, uh, top six, something like yeah. that, maybe seven. He still did fuck over those strippers, though. But that'd be it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. That's not true. To be continued. <laughs> 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 Bye, All folks. Right. See you guys. Peace.